Hey everyone, it's Carrie. It's real lo-fi this week on the podcast. Even now, I'm sure you can hear my husband cooking in the background as I record this real quick. But just wanted to let you know that there are some spots in this podcast that are not great quality audio-wise and probably also (laughs) editing-wise. Because I got tasked with doing that this week. Joe went off on vacation and left me to it. So... The wraparounds that Joe and I recorded this weekend, we didn't have an opportunity to re-record, so there's some pretty poor spots that you'll hear, but that's life, and I just need to invoke our be kind to us policy in big effect this week. So here you go. Thanks. Have a good time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hey, Remember the 80s? I'm Joe. I'm Carrie. Now, you remember we are not professionals. We're just a bunch of righteous dudes talking about 80s music. So give us a break. Yeah. Hello, any new listeners. Hello to all our old friends. Let's give you our social media information right up front. Facebook.com slash HRT80s or search for Hey Remember the 80s. And our Twitter handle is at HRT80s80s. Find us. If you're listening, you might as well go and find us because we have a lot of fun stuff going on and we would love your input, opinions, etc. Yes, engage uh, with us. Poll results. We have a final on our last trash or treasure. Actually, I think mm. the Facebook poll is still going on. The huh. gypsy curse is definitely affecting us, but there's only a couple hours left, so we're calling it. Um, nothing's going to stop us now by Starship. Trash or treasure? Well, the public has spoken, uh, combining the Twitter and Facebook polls. Joe, 26% of the people out there said trash and 74% said treasure. What am I going to do? I don't even know. I guess pull a George Costanza and next time we do trash or treasure, whatever your first instinct is, take the others and maybe. Yeah, that definitely (laughs) should be my (laughs) Uh, my tactic from now on, I think, Joe, I do have a short list of people that are never allowed to speak to me again. I'd just like to publicly say that right now. Jennifer, David, Tommy, and Shamara, bye. It was nice knowing you. Well, you can still be my friend, though. Um, go ahead and send me a friend request. <laughs> I know. I didn't list you on there, Joe, because the podcast would pretty much end and we could not continue if you weren't allowed to speak to me but I do have that feeling a little bit in my heart I get it I didn't think that that many people would vote treasure honestly I thought it might be a little more of a you know match but okay I guess moving on we just have to say that unfortunately I am going to be out of town so we're going to have kind of a special episode for you guys I am Carrie, I'm going to visit a friend, Katie, and we are going to go see Florence and the Machine and Christine and the Queens in concert. So, yes, I do like some contemporary music. <laughs> I won't lie, though. I I'm, I won't lie. kind of hope that they join forces and do like a Pointer Sisters medley. <laughs> God, I would die if they did. If that was the, you came back and you're like, uh, guess what? They did it. Uh, that would be I, I awesome. I would die. 
<laughs> I know you would be dead. So, all right. So one thing we are going to play for you is the lost episode. It was the sort of pilot we did, Carrie and I, when we thought, oh, can we do this? And so we recorded this and put it together. And the answer was probably not. But we moved forward and went ahead and did our first episode after this. Yeah, so you'll hear it. It's very loose and rough. It's really basically just Joe and I having a conversation because we were testing how to record over Skype and then I sort of edit it together. Um, You're going to hear some really cheesy sound effects that I use to see just how to insert things into the editing program. And overall, though, you can tell why Joe went on to become the one to edit all these episodes because I'm no good at it. But You're fine. (laughs) Yeah, Joe puts a lot of effort into it. I appreciate it because uh, I don't have the patience for it. But uh, one thing we want to note about what you're going to hear is that we talk about a specific feat on the Billboard charts that Joe had just discovered. And this was recorded the week before Ariana Grande grabbed all three top spots on the Hot 100. So that's why we're not talking about that particular instance because it had not happened yet. So Mm -hmm. here you go. We predicted it, though, kind of. <laughs> yes, it was. You're right. It, you brought it. You brought the whole idea into the consciousness, Joe. So listen to this. Okay. So... You get to tell me your story about the long distance dedication. Oh, I told it to Dave this morning and it wasn't as interesting as I had remembered, but it was one of those <laughs> where you just kind of like every step of the way, you're like, oh no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> They're like, coming up next, a teenager with a common but serious problem girls. Oh girls. That was his problem? Girls? Yes. Oh, so he's God. like, dear Casey. My name is Tom Smith. He, his name was Tom, but he also gave his last name and his school and his city, right? So it's like, oh, my God. Why would oh they read God. that on the air? He's like, I'm a junior at blah, blah, blah high school, and all I want is a girlfriend, but no one will consider me because I'm scrawny. Oh, please. I've given presents, love letters. And various other gifts to at least 40 girls, none of whom even said thank you, let alone let me take them on a date. That is a lie. There's no way that's true. (laughs) All I want is to show a girl that you don't have to be a macho muscle man to be a good boyfriend. Oh, my God. Casey, can you please play to all the girls I've loved before? (laughs) For every one of those girls who turned me down. Love, Tom. He oh. signed it, Love Tom. Wow. Oh, it's not going to Can you imagine? What? This is so not going to help him in the poontang department. No, it's not. I bet you he went to school and everyone was like, I heard you uh, your dedication on the countdown and you're a creep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, though? Heathers? No. The movie Hunk. <laughs> what part? He's like oh, a scrawny guy. In, and then yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe it was like a guerrilla marketing for him. <laughs> Very <laughs> for <possible>. the movie. <laughs> Very 
very possible. Oh my god, what if you looked up the Wikipedia for a hunk and the name of the character was Tom Smith? No, sadly, it's I remember it's Bradley Brinkman. Oh my god. Yeah, so probably never going to forget that. Can you imagine me at 85 years old and I'm still going to know the character and hunk was named Bradley Brinkman? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that will uh, keep in from the haze of dementia. <laughs> right. If we ever are like having that old person conversation, Carrie, where it's like, I don't know if I should not drive alone or maybe it's time to, you know, go to a nursing home. I want you to ask me, who was the main character <laughs> in Hump and Carrie? If I can't guess it, you Got have it. my permission to put me wherever I need to go. Got it. I get, this is we are recording this, so this will be legally binding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a story for you about the countdown. I'm ready. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not as intense, but this morning, like, so after I was like exercising, I was like got in the car and I was like driving home, and I was thinking to myself, "Oh, there's a station in Milwaukee that plays the countdown on Sunday morning, so I should try to find it." So I, like, was seeking through the channels, and I came upon Passion by Rod Stewart. Oh, my God. And I was like, this must be the channel, because no radio station right. would ever Yeah, that's why I was just like, I didn't know if they were going to be playing the 81 or the 85 or whatever. And it was like, I had listened yesterday up until like number 12 or something, I think. And it was at number seven. And I was like, oh, Rod Stewart, everyone's got passion. Talk about a hit that had absolutely no staying power. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, have you ever heard that song on the radio? No, but it was like a top 10 hit. It was all over. Like all of these countdowns, it's like hearing it constantly. And it got to number seven. It probably got higher than that, even. I know it's on the year end for sure. Oh, that's right, too. So gross. I hated it. Right now. Um, So you didn't hear the B countdown then? No. You got to find it today. I'll try. We'll see. It was really good. They did. The list. And they talked about, Casey talked about, uh, no, there was a letter, and they said, has, they're like, I love hearing songs where, I love hearing countdowns when there's two bands in a row. Has anyone ever had three in a row? And Casey was like, great question. He's (laughs) like, he teased it, and he's like, it's a superstar rock band who occupied five songs in a row, all at the top. Mm -hmm. Do you know who it is? No, it's the Beatles. That's a right. really well-known they, fact. But they That's had why I'm one, like, where is this going? They had one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Five in a row. Like, you can't even think of when someone had five songs in the countdown, let alone all five, one through five. Yeah. Well, I think at a certain point, like, Beatles, like, 
you know, they were releasing a bunch of music like in England and at a certain point they like broke in the US so everybody started buying like all the stuff that they had had out already or something. I don't know. But like I'm at, like can you even think of anyone in the modern like era, the last 20 years who could have done anything close to that? I mean, maybe Michael Jackson. I mean, it always even surprises me on these countdowns when it's like there will be a song entering the 40 and another song like, you know, Leaving. coming down from the top. And it's like, right, but that's that's just two. You know what I yeah, mean? I hear you. I get it. Yeah. Five is mind blowing. I can't imagine living in that time. <laughs> well, but, you, you know, have to think, there wasn't a whole lot of music either. I that's mean, you know, true. and I think maybe people even have a chance now because you can buy any song from iTunes. Mm-hmm. So there's like four people who don't buy the whole album. They'll just buy like yeah. five songs from it. So yeah. I, I bet someone had something close to that since iTunes came out, like Drake or somebody. Well, any like the whole thing too is like the charts didn't start accounting for like digital sales until like right five three years four ago, years right? ago yeah. yeah maybe mm-hmm. even three or four so you never know there probably could have been something like that but well anyways I looked up Passion and it reached number five. And it was 38 in the year-end chart. What what era was that? Like, Nin- eight, it was it January 81? Yeah. It was released in November 1980. But get this. It also hit number 65 on the R&B chart. Again, like what universe is that song R&B? I mean, <laughs> I think they took anything back then. I don't... It just... I don't know. Was Rod Stewart considered like an R&B artist? It's just bizarre. I don't. I mean, he used to cover those Sam Cooke songs. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, way later, but Mm -hmm. I guess, you know. Um, I found out more information about Passion that I want to share with you. Please Uh, please do. (laughs) The song Passion was also released as a promo DJ only 12 inch single. It's basically a continuation of the ad-lib vocals where the LP version fades, continuing to a time length of 7 minutes 30 seconds. Oh, God. I wonder who all needed passion in that list. Version of the song, I would probably throw myself off. (laughs) Even the Secretary of State needs passion. Yeah, that's he just, the ad list. He just, he just naming, goes down like, the list. Government of, uh, it's like the list of who would take over if the yeah. president were to die. It's like the succession. <laughs> Even the whip. <laughs> the Secretary of Agriculture needs passion. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> it was fun. You can you can see the um you can hear the the genesis of of what we were getting at, Joe. But it was very very um improvisational. I guess is what we'll say. It. <laughs> yes, I am still laughing about passion. At some point, I want to document all of the creepy sex songs that Rod Stewart did because there were a lot. Let's start with let's start with love touch because what exactly is a love touch? I mean, I think I know, but I would like to hear him explain it. No, I would not like to hear him explain it. I don't want to hear him say anything actually about <laughs> the sexuality in his songs. It's bad enough we have to listen to them. 
But anyways, moving on, we have another uh, lost segment to share with you. This is one that um, was cut out of our top 500 of the 80s episode because we had so much information. But it's revisiting the whole idea of one hit wonders. And listener and friend of the podcast, Michael, who, for everyone's information, is an actual music professional, um, had a formulation on One Hit Wonders that he shared on the Facebook page this week. So that's kind of kismet that we are going to revisit this. He uh, said that his idea was that someone who has a top 10 song in the Hot 100 and then never gets above 20 again should be considered a one-hit wonder because his point was that it's the nature of promotion and the music business that a follow-up hit to like a top 10 song will usually make the chart, will usually hit the top 40 just because people are interested in what that person is going to do next, which I think is very valid. But Mm -hmm. let's take a quick look at this criteria for some of the songs we covered in our One Hit Wonders episode. Joe, what about your favorite Falco? Oh, of it. Um, so they would still not be a one-hit wonder since the follow-up to Rock Me Amadeus reached number 13. Yep. And level 42 would still not be a one-hit wonder according to Michael's criteria because Something About You went to number 7 and Lessons in Love went to number 12. Still haven't heard that full song, by the way. Lessons <laughs> in Love. Well, I'm... J- Ashamed and disappointed that you didn't go out immediately after the episode and listen to it, Joe. I added it to my playlist. It just hasn't popped up. So, <laughs> Aha would still not be a one-hit wonder, but just barely. Because Always Shines on TV squeaked in at number 20. Yep. And so now we have a couple that we talked about in that episode that would be one-hit wonders according to Michael's criteria. John Parr um, would be a one-hit wonder because his other hit besides Man in Motion, which was Naughty Naughty, only got to 23. And Joe, your baby, John Waite. Yeah, John (laughs) Waite, he would be a one-hit wonder. Um, Missing You went to number one. And the other two songs we discussed actually hit the top 40, but not the top 20. So just the lower rungs of that chart. Yeah, so not a whole lot of difference between the ones we talked about and uh, whether they would be one-hit wonders or not under Michael's criteria, but uh, that's a quick rundown for you. Very interesting. Thanks, Michael, for sharing that on our page and for always being so engaged um, about the podcast. I love you. All right. Uh, so yes, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Okay, so here is the segment on One Hit Wonders that we cut from our episode in which we reviewed the top 500 of the Billboard list. Um, You'll hear us talk all again about the criteria and all that stuff. So just remember that this was the first time we were talking about this. Next, going to talk about uh, something that when I was putting together the list of the different stuff to break down about this top 500, I consulted our kind of master list of ideas from our listeners and um, a couple of people had brought up one hit wonders and wanted us to talk about like our favorite one hit wonders of the 80s. So thought we'd talk about one hit wonders that ended up on the top 500 list. But uh, one hit wonders is, you know, I think it may mean different things to different people. It depends on whether you go by the hot 100 or maybe the top 40. But 
when we were looking at this, we just looked for those groups or artists that had no other top 40 hits at other times uh, in the 80s. So we'll start off with some near misses. 281 on this list was Boy Meets Girl, Waiting for a Star to Fall. We've talked about Boy Meets Girl before because they actually wrote the hit song, I Want to Dance with Somebody, for Whitney Houston. Um, While Waiting for a Star to Fall was their um, big hit single that uh, hit the charts in December of 1988. They had one other hit in the top 40 in 1985 called Oh Girl that hit at number 39. So um, near miss there. They are technically two hit wonders, <laughs> according to our formula. Another one hit wonder was Club Nouveau. Their hit Lean on Me came in at number 192. Lean on Me was pretty much their only big hit. They had a follow-up that made it to number 39 in July of 87. It was called Why You Treat Me So Bad. I want to go back and listen to that one because it sounds like it might be fun. I, <laughs> Why you treat me so bad? Yeah, I, I'm going to listen to it, too. I feel like the title is like my signature line when I'm talking <laughs> to you, Carrie. <laughs> okay. So next, another uh, near miss, 178, Billy Vera and the Beaters uh, at this moment, which I'm sure everyone remembers, was uh, made famous by its use in the show Family Ties. And it hit in January of 1987. Well, Billy Vera and the Beaters had previously had a top 40 hit, I Can Take Care of Myself, which went to number 39 in 1981. Never heard of it. Yeah, I haven't either. I'll have to check that one out too. Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy came in at number 92 on this list. 92, why... I don't know. And Joe, I wrote here that this should have really truly been a one hit wonder. But Eddie Murphy had something called Put Your Mouth on Me that went to number 27 in 1989. (laughs) So who knew that Eddie Murphy was driving the train on this sexually explicit, you know, freedom that was coming in the 90s. He was Uh, way ahead of his time in 1989 with that. Always comes back to Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but these next ones now, so these are real true one-hit wonders. Um, and these are not all of them. These are just the ones that I was able to collect <laughs> before we uh, had to record. So maybe um, something I'll revisit in the future is to give you guys an update on what other true one-hit wonders there were on this chart. But starting at 465, we had... Billy Preston and Sarita, With You, I'm Born Again. So this peaked in April of 1980. They, as a duo, actually had another single, One More Time for Love, in July of that year, but it only went to number 52. Um, Billy Preston had many other hits on the charts, but this was truly Sarita's only top 40 hit. So she's a true one-hit wonder, and as a duo, they are also a one-hit wonder. Not a bad song, but I wouldn't seek it out. Good for them for making it on the list, though. Yeah, for sure. At number 384, we had the Georgia Satellites with Keep Your Hands to Myself from February 1987. It is seriously grating. Anytime it comes on, I just listen to that screechiness of the lead singer's voice and I cringe, but... That was a hit, unfortunately. Um, Hippie Hippie Shake from Cocktail, you may remember, but that only made it to 45 in 1988. 
Um, but seems like everyone knew that song, so you'd think it would have been higher. And the lead singer of Georgia Satellites, Dan Baird, he of the squeakiness, um, had a solo hit in October 1992 called I Love You, Period. Do you remember that song? I do. I want. I put it on here because I wanted to ask you, do you remember that song? Uh, yeah, I do remember that <laughs> song. But I can tell you I never heard it. I just remember kids in my grade singing it all, all the time. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. Exclamation so- point. Yeah, it's so catchy. It goes, I love you, period. Do you love me? Question mark. I want to hold you in, in parentheses. parentheses. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know why I never heard it, but I have specific memories of my classmates singing that song in the hallways. That's amazing. I'm glad. I'm glad that you never heard it and I won't make you listen to it again, I guess. Maybe, maybe they were just trying maybe they were just trying to brush up on their English skills. Like there was a big <laughs> test that day on punctuation. You never know. Mm-mm. All right, next, um another real true one-hit wonder. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. Everyone knows this one. 330 was Come on Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, again, no other songs that ever hit the charts at all number 202 is a real stinker it's friends and lovers by gloria loring and carl anderson that was a hit from september 1986 and it was the only hit for either of them and they're were they both from days days of our lives well they gloria loring played a lot a lounge singer on the show like she was a regular actress on the show i think carl anderson like appeared on the show to sing the song with her but was not on the show all the time well it worked it got the song off the ground and put it this high up on the list of the top 500 of the 80s there was another version that i prefer it's by juice newton and eddie rabbit and it had just hit country radio when the song came out so that's nuts but their version was called both to each other parentheses friends and lovers i had never known that joe you are familiar with that version I'm familiar and my dogs are familiar and my husband is familiar. <laughs> I should have known. Of course, I at this point you probably heard every song that Juice Newton has ever recorded, right? I can neither confirm nor deny those reports. Okay. All right, so our last true one-hit wonder that we'll tell you about uh hit number 191 on this chart. It was Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. This was also from the movie Cocktail. <laughs> didn't remember that um but it hit number one in september 1988 and uh, bobby mcfarren never had anything else hit the charts either but Here's he a- sure made a big mark with that one like literally could not get away from that song when Still it was out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so those were the one hit wonders All right, so that's what we have for today, Joe. All right, so talk to us on our Facebook and our Twitter. We'll be back with a regular episode next week unless um, Florence and the Machine and Christine and the Queens cover the Pointer Sisters. Then we will all be gathered together at Joe's funeral. Honestly, if they even play Neutron Dance during the warm-up music, that might be enough (laughs) (laughs) to put it over the top and murder me. (laughs) Well, I hope that doesn't happen, Joe. But everyone, be kind to us. 
be kind to others, be kind to yourself, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.